This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 91, The Best Way You Can Spend Your Energy. Welcome to the Get Your Energy Back podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. As a life coach, invisible illness warrior, and kidney transplant recipient, I've navigated the waters of chronic fatigue for nearly a decade and can help you feel more energized and alive than ever before. In this podcast, we dive deep into topics that can help you boost your energy levels and live a more vibrant life. Whether you're looking to overcome limiting beliefs, improve your relationships, gain a better understanding of what is affecting your energy levels, or simply find more joy and fulfillment in your life, the Get Your Energy Back podcast is the perfect place to start. So sit back, relax, and join me on this journey towards a more energized, balanced, and vibrant life. Hey, how's everybody doing? I am so excited to bring you this episode of the podcast today. And it just touches on some things that I've been talking to clients about, about um, with potential clients about, and other life coaches, and have also noticed in my life. And I think that what I'm going to share with you today is the best possible way that you could be using your energy. We all have energy that we're given every single day, and you get to decide where you're going to spend your energy and what you're going to focus on. And so I hope that by the end of this episode, you are going to be questioning where you've been spending your time and your focus on, and if you want to start spending it the way that I'm going to suggest today. Okay. So something that I hear a lot is that people tell me that with whatever's happening in their life, whatever challenge that they're going through that they feel stuck, maybe in their lives they just feel unfulfilled or even uninspired. And I hear this so much, especially from you tired mamas out there, feel overwhelmed, okay? A large part of you tell me that you keep putting everybody else's needs in front of your own Is this ringing true? Is this feeling familiar? I know it's felt familiar for me and in the past and sometimes even right now. I'm not even immune to this, okay? (laughs) Life coaches have to go through this too. We're all humans. So why do we do this? Why do you put other people's needs above your own? Now, as a mom, there is a certain expectation that we need to take care of our children, but I think that we do this sometimes to the detriment of ourselves. And a really big reason of why I think that we put everybody else's priorities above our own and that we get left feeling stuck and uninspired is because we have this unexamined belief, this fundamental belief that what you actually want is impossible. And what you do to get what you actually want, it doesn't really even matter if you try or not, because it's not possible for you to get what you want. Maybe it's possible for other people to get what they want, but like just not you. Is this ringing true to you? Does this happen to you too? (laughs) I've talked to so many people this week, and this is the common thing that I keep seeing over and over again. I just don't think this is possible for me. So what I want to say to that is that you get to decide your limitations. 
you get to decide what's possible for you and what's not possible for you. And as one of my favorite coaches, Michelle Fournier, always tells me that if you like your limitations, then guess what? You get to keep them. So what I want to talk to you about today is how you can spend your time and your energy focused on creating what is actually possible for you in your life. You probably spend a lot of time thinking about what you don't want. I know this because when I ask people questions and I say, what would you love to have happen in your life? Do you know what they tell me? Tell me everything they hate. So I want you to be thinking about this. What do you actually want in your life? What are the results that you want to create in your life? Do you want to lose weight? I feel like everybody wants to lose weight around this time of year, but they feel like, oh, I'll do that in January. Do you want to be chronic pain-free? Do you want to get your energy back? This is one of the really good ways to help to get your energy back. Do you want to have really fulfilling relationships? Do you want to change the career that you're in? Do you want to have an organized home? I cannot tell you how many people I coach about keeping house (laughs) and cleaning their homes. And by the way, you all think you're the only one that has a messy house. You're not. We all do. Okay. So what the problem is, is that you're spending so much time living in the land of not enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough energy. And not living in possibility world where what you want is not only possible, but it is inevitable. And when you live in the world, possibility world, guess what? Even though you know that what you want is possible and inevitable, guess what? In possibility world, you have no idea how to do it. And that's not a problem. Okay? So um, how does this show up for people? There's um, a lot of clients that I coach and people I talk to, um, they'll be in relationships with other people. They will feel like they're not feeling respected in a relationship. Like they don't like how their mom treats them. They don't like how their husband is treating them. They don't like how their kids are treating them. And again, they're focusing on what they don't want. Like, what would it be like if you had a beautiful, connected, loving relationship with your mother? And my clients will tell me, oh, well, I can't because this, this, and this. Or I would love to have her not tell me about this thing about my life and not do this thing that really annoys me. All of the knots, okay? So the problem is that these people, and probably you too, and me in a lot of areas of my life as well, you haven't even considered what you would love a relationship with these people to look like. The cool thing is that when I work with the clients, we start to decide what does a respectful relationship look like? And as these women start to walk themselves into starting to set some boundaries, which is one of the things that I talk about in my coaching program, start to communicate their expectations from a place with no strings attached, and they start to believe that it's possible that's when they start to have amazing relationships with the people around them. And guess what? Most of the time, the other person in the relationship doesn't even change. 
they stay the same. But as she begins to focus on what it is that she wants, she starts to say, hey, this actually is possible. And then the world reflects it back to us. Isn't that so amazing? I have seen it so many times. I've seen it in myself. Like I thought, oh, when the kids don't pick up and they don't do what I tell them to do, that means they don't love me. They're not being respectful. I was not being respectful of myself. I was not loving myself. When I started doing that and giving myself what I needed and communicating the expectations for my kids and what they needed to do and lovingly holding them accountable, guess what? I have a pretty clean and organized home. Like 20-year-old me would not even understand how clean and organized my home is. And still is like normal messy, guys. Like it's not, it's not a museum, okay? But that was something that I really wanted. I wanted a home that that really supported us. And I believed it was possible. And now I see it in reality. Okay. So you've been using your energy wishing things could be different. That is a waste of energy. Instead of wishing things could be different and thinking about all the things that you don't like, what if you were able to free up that energy and now use it to create what you do want in your life? I love this quote from the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's one of my very favorite books. And the premise of the book is going to be in this quote. But essentially, we do things to self-sabotage when things start to get really good. Okay? He says, "Um, when you attain higher levels of success, you often create personal dramas in your life. I know I've done this. That cloud your world with unhappiness and prevent you from enjoying your enhanced success. This is the upper limit problem in work at work. This is what he talks about, the upper limit problem. In other words, the upper limit problem crosses the boundaries of money, love, and creativity. If you make more money, your upper limit problem may kick in and create a situation that causes unhappiness, ill health, or something else that blocks your enjoyment of your enhanced money supply. If you meet and marry the love partner of your dreams, your upper limit problem may kick in and cause setbacks in your financial life. In short, you have tendencies to follow big leaps forward in success with big mess-ups. And this is what happens to us too. What One of the things that Gay Hendricks talks about is how to stop self-sabotaging what's going on. And a big way to do that and to have what you want that is possible without sabotaging it, which is what keeps us stuck in the loop, by the way, is to learn how to feel negative emotions, which by the way, there are no negative emotions and that's what happens. The more that you allow emotions to exist in your body to flow through like they were created to do, got the neurotransmitters in your brain sending electrical pulses and releasing all sorts of chemicals through your body, allowing it to flow through instead of reacting to the emotion, resisting the emotion or avoiding the emotion, it loses its charge. Those emotions lose their charge and they begin to feel more neutral. You become friends with them. And then you are able to grow into the next version that is ready for this possibility, this possible future that lives in the, uh, this possible, this possibility that lives in your future. It's within the realm of possibility for you. So how do we create possibility? I know this is the biggest question I always get. 
It's through faith. Now, this is a biblical principle, but it's also, and a spiritual principle, but it's a universal principle. Um, in my religion, there is a scripture about faith that I'd love to share with you. In the Book of Mormon, it talks about what faith is. And it says, faith is not to have a perfect knowledge of things. Therefore, if ye have faith, ye hope for things which are not seen, which are true. And it goes on further. Like This is the logic part that I love about faith because faith is not knowing how things are going to turn out, but just believing that they are going to. It goes on to say, you can't know of a surety at first unto, un, unto perfection any more than faith is a perfect knowledge. In other words, once you know something, it's no longer faith, it's knowledge. Using this universal principle of faith actually helps you to be able to get into the realm of possibility. Possible futures they exist outside of us, but they're created internally by what is happening with your emotions. Because your emotions, your feeling, drives your actions that creates possibility and allows possibilities to come to you. If you're open and ready for a possibility, it makes it so that it's easier for universe, God, deity, whatever your higher source is, to be able to allow those things to come into your realm of possibility. Okay? So, when you have faith, all you have to do is have just a desire to believe. And this is the part that we don't, we tell ourselves, it's not possible. I don't know what I want. And so you don't even know what your desires are. Spend energy finding out what your desires are. The fastest way I love to do it is <laughs> the emotion of jealousy. I know if I feel jealous of something, if I see something or hear somebody say something and I feel that little twinge of jealousy, I'm like, oh, cute. There's desire there. What is it that I think that they have that I want that I think I don't have? Interesting. Is it the connected relationship that she has with her husband? Is it being able to make plans with friends and not have to cancel them because she doesn't ever have to worry about her energy? Is it that she is able to travel and have plenty of money to do it. Hmm, interesting. Because if I see it in somebody else and they are doing it, do you know what that cues to me? It's possible. It is possible. If it's possible for somebody else, then there is a way that it could be possible for me if it's something that I desire. I don't desire to be in the NBA and be a basketball player. I'm 41. I'm not 41 years old. Whoa, what happened? I'm 40 years old and I'm five foot one. <laughs> I do have a desire to play pickleball and I go do that. There's a transplant games next summer. They have a pickleball competition. I have a desire to be in that. I also have a desire to win it. Wouldn't that be cool? My brain is like, you're not good enough to win it. But again, I'm like, could just live in the desire, in, in the realm of possibility. You've been so used to telling yourself that's not possible, that's not possible, that's not possible, that it's going to be such a 180 to be able to change it. I even found this for myself. This is an exercise that I did. And if this speaks to you, you can try this exercise. I noticed that 
there were little things around the house that like little unfinished projects or I would see like always running out of this like more expensive shampoo that I or conditioner that I wanted. But I was like, oh, I don't want to waste money on that. And oh, I can never have nice things like brain goes crazy. I was like, you know what? Instead of telling myself I can't have that, which I already had bought it before, so it's not like I couldn't have it, my brain just wanted to go to, that's not possible for you. I actually pulled out my phone and started writing down the things that I want. It's like new conditioner from this certain salon that I love. (laughs) Outlet fixtures for my bathroom that we renovated like a year ago that I just didn't like the old fixtures and I just haven't made the time to even think about buying new ones. Now that I've shared it with you on the podcast, it's totally going to happen because that's what happens. You share the desire and it comes into your realm of possibility and then you go make it happen. But I kept telling myself over and over again, oh, I can't make that decision. I don't know what I want. Oh, it's probably gonna be expensive. My brain was telling me it would be expensive to make to buy light fixtures. Like, I mean, like the switch plates. Like, this is like our brain just does this on default. It makes sense. But instead of telling yourself what you can't have, start telling yourself oh, I'm just keeping track of what I want so that my brain is getting in that realm of possibility more and more. Okay, so how do you know if a desire is actually good though? I did a dream builder program with my coach, Michelle Fournier, and I love the guidelines that they put out for knowing if a desire is good and if it's something that's worthwhile pursuing. If this possibility is is a good one to even want to have because I know some of you with your deservingness issues are going to be like, well, you know, I mean, I don't really deserve to have this. Okay. These are the questions to ask yourself that I learned in the Dream Builder program. Number one, does my desire give me more life? Yes or no? Does my desire align with my core values? Yes or no? Which, by the way, you got to define what your core values are. That's something that we work with and in coaching, I coach with my clients and help them figure out what they value. Number three, does my desire require me to grow? Yes or no? Number four, does my desire require help from a higher power? Yes or no? And fifth one, does my desire have good in it for others? If you can answer yes to all of those questions, and like get a little bit more detailed in those questions. What you want is a beautiful desire in the world and it's possible because I truly believe that God has put desires into our hearts. And if we are made to have these desires, it means that they are in the realm of possibility. So instead of using your energy, telling yourself, more stories about what you don't want and what you can have, switch the dial, turn on the light switch, whatever you need to do to what if it's possible? What if what I want is not only possible, but inevitable with the right tools and a little bit of faith? If you want to learn how to take what you want and make it tangible in your life, This is exactly what I do with coaching, especially if you have chronic fatigue and you feel this overwhelm, you feel this tiredness and this exhaustion. I help you get energy back by the tools that I teach. And this is one of them. All right. Have an incredible week and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Are you ready to welcome in vibrancy and energy into your life? Join me for a fatigue recovery call. We'll get on a call and I will share my three-step process for getting your energy back personalized, especially for you. Simply go to the show notes and schedule your call today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating more vitality, energy, and vibrancy in your life today.